to the Bishop's Radio. I am Messigon, your host. Let's pray. Our Father, our God and maker of all things, we bless your holy name. And thank you for ordaining this podcast to bless, transform, liberate and lift all who come in contact with it. We give you praise because your word is true and you are faithful. Thank you for all the lives that will be touched with this broadcast. We are grateful for the testimonies that will abound. Be forever glorified in and through us all, in Jesus' name. Amen. I start this podcast by reading from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 17. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 17. It goes, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's the New King James Version. Many people have capitalized on the verse I just read to mean that God does not care how you look or what you do as long as your heart is right. I mean, I've had people quote this verse on several occasions when someone questions either something about their dressing or their behavior or action. It is amazing in that all such incidents I have had the privilege of witnessing, this verse always came in handy for the person being questioned. This response emanates mostly from people who profess to be Christians. They kind of hold on to this verse as a cover mostly. Someone has not been in church for a while. You ask the person, why? And voila, you get the quote. Another is dressed and the cloth barely covers the body. And on being questioned, the quote is dropped with fanfare and relish. Like there's this air of I know what I'm doing. And of course, the second part of the quote, religion is personal. So what I do is between God and I, we understand each other and on and on. Let me drop another version of the verse in question and let's see if you notice something. 1 Samuel 16.7, the contemporary English version, goes, But the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Eliab is the one just because he is tall and handsome. He isn't the one I have chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people by what is in their hearts. Did you hear the just because part? What does that tell you? It means exactly what it implies, that it is not just because Eliab looks good. No, God looks beyond that, even if humans are satisfied with just the appearance. The problem with a lot of folks is that they fail to read the rest of the story. If they did read on, they would have found David's physical appearance described too. 1 Samuel 16, 12, the New King James Version. So he went and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes, and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. 
trust me to render this in another version and that is the easy version it goes so jesse asked them to fetch him and jesse took him to samuel this young man was handsome and strong and he had beautiful eyes the lord said to samuel i have chosen this man go and anoint him there you have it if david's appearance was not important it would not have been mentioned the Bible is a very intentional compilation of God's intention. The previous episode of the Bishop's Radio underscores the need to read the Bible right. You can always do a replay, by the way. The Bible is a living book that is best understood with the author walking you through the pages. David was good looking too in addition to having the right heart. Eliab was only good-looking, but no heart. At least, not the heart that God was seeking for. You will be living in great error as a believer if you think that it is only your heart that matters to God, but your appearance does not. I mean, how do you explain Matthew 10 verses 30 in the easy version? It says, God even knows how many hairs there are on your head. Here, Jesus talks about appearance in Matthew 6, 29-30, the New King James Version, it reads, And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? That's the word. Christ himself speaking there. Let's see if another version will make it clearer. That's same Matthew 6, 29 to 30. And I'm using the New English translation this time around. It says, Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed like one of these. And if this is how God clothed the wild grass, which is here today and tomorrow is tossed into the fire to heat the oven, won't he clothe you even more? You people of little faith. He made us. Therefore, it is expected of him to be interested in all that concerns us. And he is. By the way, heart covers your mindset, values, belief system, thought process, emotions, attitude, and all the matters of the heart. While appearance covers behavior, actions, dress sense, speech, health, hygiene, and all that has to do with appearance. God is interested in both the heart and appearance being right. There is nowhere in scripture where he picks one over the other. He is excellence personified. He made all things. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good, suitable, pleasant, and he approved it completely. And there was evening and there was morning, a sixth day. That's Genesis 1 verse 31 using the Amplified Classic version to render it. Jesus called out the religious leaders of his time explicitly. I believe it is sufficient for me to render it with the Passion Translation. Very colorful you will find. And that's talking about Matthew 23 from verse 25 to 28. Take a listen. Great sorrow awaits you religious scholars and Pharisees, 
frauds and imposters. You are like one who will only wipe clean the outside of a cup or bowl, leaving the inside filthy. You are foolish to ignore the greed and self-indulgence that live like germs within you. You are blind to your evil. Shouldn't the one who cleans the outside also be concerned with cleaning the inside? You need to have more than clean dishes. You need clean hearts. Great sorrow awaits you religious scholars and Pharisees, frauds and imposters. You are nothing more than tombs painted over with white paint. Tombs that look shining and beautiful on the outside but filled with rotten corpses on the inside. Outwardly, you masquerade as righteous people but inside, your hearts are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Just wow! Extremely descriptive, you will say. It is what it is, guys. Let's go to the verse of scripture that actually triggered this podcast. I was listening to a message by Apostle Joshua Selman where he quoted Isaiah 55 verse 7. That verse jumped out at me and triggered the thought process that birthed this particular podcast. Take a listen. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That's Isaiah 55 verse 7 in the New King James Version. Let's do another version. Wicked people need to change the way that they live. Evil people must stop thinking their evil thoughts. They must turn back to the Lord our God because he will be kind to them. Yes, God will completely forgive them if they turn back to him. That's the easy version. I am certain that it is becoming clearer that God is not just interested in your heart alone, but both your heart and appearance. David was not a bad looker himself, remember? His looks and heart were both pleasing to the Lord. I trust you know that this is not to talk down on anyone that has fallen short of this truth. No, not at all. If as you are listening to this, you feel convicted, awesome, because God's mercy is available right now and always. Just repent and you will be fine. Isaiah 55 verse 7 that I just read says as much. Change your ways and your thoughts and you will be completely forgiven. That's God for you ever merciful and gracious. Like I said earlier, there is nowhere in scripture that hints at a separation between your heart and your ways. None. Receive the grace today to think right and to act right. Permit me to read one last verse of scripture on this podcast that you can hold on to. Paul's letter to the Romans, that is chapter 12 verse 2. I will render it in two versions as I mostly do. First, easy translation. Do not become like the people who belong to this world, but let God completely change the way that you think so that you live differently. Then you will understand what God wants you to do. You will know what is good. You will know what pleases God. You will know what is completely right. Living differently requires thinking differently, yeah? Next up is the Passion Translation. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. 
but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Again, same pattern. Let God, let the Word, let the Holy Spirit. Let means permit, allow, agree, yield, say yes, and all the many other synonyms that fit. Surrender, deliberately and intentionally hand over the steering wheel of your life to God. Let the Holy Spirit, let the Word, let God. Amen. That's it for this week. Don't forget to share this blessing with others. Sharing it shows that you were blessed and you love for others to be blessed as you were blessed. So you see, love is the motivation here and love is seen in action. Also, you can listen to this podcast as often as you want. And should you be moved to give feedback, do not hesitate as your feedback can inspire the next podcast. And always remember that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Stay well and blessings always. This champion.